Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Puck sent back into the Toronto zone, and that is going to do it. The Toronto Maple Leafs score five unanswered and take down the Capitals tonight here at Scotiabank Arena. Final score, 5-1. to one. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals get thumped by the Leafs in Toronto. Post-game reaction from Connor Sherry, Nicholas Backstrom, and Peter Laviolette. And one more before the break in Columbus tomorrow night. And Alan May joining us here to talk about it this morning. Good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, January 30th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. It was a game that started well for the Capitals last night at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, but unraveled over the last 40 minutes as the Capitals fell by a 5-1 final to the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Capitals did well in the first to battle through the first 10 minutes scoreless, and eventually they picked up the game's first goal at the 17 17 mark. Nick Backstrom scored his first of the season on the power play. It was 1-0 after 1, but that's as good as it got last night for the visitors. Toronto scored four times on 13 shots in the second period as the Caps struggled to make good puck decisions and lost a lot of puck battles. Michael Bunting tied the game just 129 in with his 15th goal of the season. Morgan Riley got his first of the year at seven minutes. William Nylander extended the lead to 3-1 at the 10:45 mark, and Pierre Engvall dashed into the cap zone and lasered his 10th goal of the year past Darcy Kemper. Kemper was pulled after the goal, allowing four goals on 20 shots, and it was 4-1 after two. Zach Aston Reese rounded out the scoring with a goal in the third period. Final score, 5-1 Toronto. After the game, Nick Backstrom said the effort in the second period, not good enough. As I said, I mean, we had a good good first period, but gave it away in the second there. Tough to come back when they when they score four goals there in the second. And yeah, you're not going to win hockey games when you, when you let in or play like that. Yeah, it doesn't feel good, that's for sure. I mean, we played a good game against Pittsburgh, 60 minutes, and, and obviously we didn't tonight. So you got to regroup here, go into Columbus next one, and, and finish off strong before the, before the break. Connor Sherry said afterward that winning one, losing one, and not stringing wins together is certainly an issue. Yeah, obviously. Uh, the standings are getting tight this time of year, and you want to keep climbing as much as you can. And obviously our biggest climb this season was December when we rung off you know, 10 or 11 wins in, a, in that month. We just got to get back to that. I think we, if you guys script their stick a little bit, we just got to get got a couple of bounces here and there. Maybe the break will be good for us after this next one. So we'll try and go after Columbus and then regroup. And Peter Laviolette after the game, not happy with his team's turnovers and puck decisions. It was, you're right, it was a mistake. It was out of position, wrong assignment. You know, it, it caught us. I don't think it was an overwhelming amount of pressure, but at the end of the day, it's about details and, I think the details in the second period weren't were not good enough. With a game in Toronto behind them, there's but one more game to play before a 10-day break for the Capitals. The team waking up here in Columbus for a day of practice and a game against the Blue Jackets tomorrow night. Today on the show, we're happy to have Alan May back with us, talking Sonny Milano, Marcus Johansson, and the need for more five-on-five goals now and after the break. 
All right, happy to have Alan May joining us here this morning. Great to have you on the trip here, Toronto, now on to Columbus. A nice way for you to kind of head into the All-Star break here, a couple of games out on the road. Yeah, it's always great to be traveling with you guys. The laughter at dinner every night is incredible, and the odd late-night beer is even better. So it's just it's fun to be on the road, talk hockey, and uh, just be goofballs with Locker, Joe, Sabby, and yourself. Always fun to have you. It's a couple of guys that we don't have on the road, and we wish we did. No Nick Dowd, no Tom Wilson. It's going to be after the All-Star break before we see those guys and you miss a lot when those guys aren't in there whether if, if it's doubt it's face-offs it's these own draws it's penalty kill Wilson everything that he brings to the table so the Caps kind of limping into the all-star break in a lot of the same way that they've been doing from the beginning of the season well you think of it the team has really looked a lot different I know that Backstrom and Wilson came back and then Wilson's out again and you lose Nick Dow but I think the biggest thing that we're overlooking a lot of nights is the absence of John Carlson and the record of the team without him I think they're seven six and three right now the power play is only scored in five of 15 games. The penalty kill has been excellent, but five on five scoring hasn't been the same with his puck handling ability. And the power play, I think, really misses him up there. The threat of the shot, the smoothness, and the accuracy of the pass over to Ovi on the power play, the deception that can move the puck back down in the half wall to get Oshie a pop shot in the slot. So you can't say enough about the absence of having your number one D because I don't think we actually have a number two here. He's 1A and 1B and 2A and 2B all himself. This has been a weird season that the Caps were under 500 in November. They got to Edmonton on December 5 and went nuclear for about six weeks. Ended up 11-2-2 in December. Now you're a 500 team, essentially, in January. And now a very tough February coming up right out of the blocks when the All-Star break ends. But the need for scoring more goals, just not enough at 5-on-5. And a lot of that having to do, yeah, with injury. But this team's got to score a few more goals. Well, they certainly do. And I think one of the things that did happen is when all the players started coming back, you, you started moving the lines around a lot. And they should be used to it because they've had every combination possible and probably the most with Colorado in the league this year of all the players in, all the players out and trying to reconfigure everything. And five on five, it's how you have to win games. The power play will always be the first thing to go. So five on five, they need to do that. They need to be better. But at the same time, when they're having trouble that way, I think they need to go in more of a lockdown defense. And I think the game in Vegas reiterated the fact that this team needs to play a control game and not a speed game in order to win. On the subject of control game, how about Marcus Johansson in the season that he has had? Second on the team in goals as the road trip begins. And a guy that on a team-friendly contract from the beginning of the season where you would have said, okay, veteran guy, you know, do you need to use that spot to you know, start bringing up some of your prospects? Maybe. But you can't dispute the job that he's done this year. As he's scoring as much as anyone is outside of a guy named number eight. Yeah, and one of the best skaters on the team, as always, even the first trip around with the Caps and everywhere he's been. The biggest thing with Marcus is can he stay healthy? And right now he's very healthy. He skates incredibly well. He's a very intelligent hockey player. You can play in penalty kill, power play, five on five. But he's got speed to burn. And I think the older he's gotten, he's figured out how not to put himself in the danger areas and not you know, be more susceptible to the big hits like he used to be. Plays with a lot more smarts. And he still blazes speed out there. There's so many times in a game where you give him the puck and it's inside the zone. So he's doing a great job that way. Possession time is really big with him. And I always like the way he looks when he's on line with Nick Backstrom. Last one for you, Sonny Milano comes in in the middle of October, goes to Hershey for a bit, comes up. He has certainly played like a guy who's playing to stay in the league, knowing that if he doesn't stay here, he may not stay in the NHL. What were your thoughts? What are your thoughts about Sonny Milano and what he's done this year? Well, our thoughts when we got him, I didn't think he was going to be effective enough to play in the NHL the way I saw him play in the past. And I guess this 
first summer going without a contract, and he goes into Calgary on a tryout. And I'd heard that he'd called John Tortorella a few times and say, what do I need to do to be a real, legit NHL player? And it's the things he's doing now, getting the puck out of the zone. He's better on the wall, the forechecks, taking hits to make plays, going to the gritty areas. And those were things he wasn't doing before. And he kind of takes a, sometimes a high first-round pick who everyone thinks is going to be an offensive threat. You come to the Washington Capitals, you're not going to be the number one left winger. Because I think Ovi's number one and number two because he gets so much ice time. So you've got to do the little things right. And you want to be in the lineup every night. And it's hard to make a team and extend your career if you're sitting in the press box. So I think he's figured it out. He seems like he's very dialed in to play a two-way game. Whereas in the past, he was probably just thinking, I'm only good if I'm getting shots, getting chances, and getting points. And last year in Anaheim, they're a bottom-feeding team. He had 14 goals, I think 20 assists. And you thought he would have got a contract from them. But he was, still wasn't playing the right way. But I think now he's playing a better way to be a role player and stick around in the National Hockey League as a journeyman. He is Alan May. See him on the telecast tomorrow with Joe B. and Craig. It's the Capitals in the Jackets tomorrow night at 7, 6.45 air on 106.7 A Fan and Caps Radio 24-7. Heard at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great Monday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.